0: Welcome back everybody. To episode twenty-five of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean.
1: And I'm Scott. Twenty-five, buddy. That's a quarter uh, of a century. Quarter century, Mark. Yeah, I was about to say that. You stole stole the words out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, you know what? That that's always your thing. You sort of I
1: always make it like two decades, a decade, two decades, a quarter century. That's kind of my thing.
0: Right, right. And I hate to say it, but as usual when we open up an episode, our Audio sort of goes in and out with what you said, but I think we got most of it. Is that what usually happens, dude? Right when I hit, right when I hit record, like we're we've been having a conversation for like twenty minutes. We've been fine. Right when I hit record, that's like what it is. But and I'm Scott. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Gonna be a fun episode, Scott. And I say that it's a little bit biased because. There is a lot of stuff going on in baseball, obviously, man. Spring training, it's here.
1: Yeah, it's here. I mean, you got your home turf, I got my home turf. We'll
0: we'll, we'll cover both pretty solidly. We will. We will. We got some baseball trades. Well, one big trade, really. We got some Nationals news, which the trade and Nats news walk hand in hand. But we're going to wrap up. Or not wrap up, but we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game. What a spectacle that was. We're going to work that in there. I mean, there's really, you know, it's been the All-Star break. So it's not going to be a whole lot of
1: professional basketball. NBA trade talk, you can always squeeze in. We could.
0: We could. Wizards making moves. Finally get a bench guy. We also have to hear your your season your coach's omelet for a season wrap up, Scott.
1: First season is in the books. First season of the college basketball coach is in the books.
0: You you gotta tell us what you learned, what you would do differently, what you were excited about, stuff like that. We wanna hear it. That's a pretty cool it's a just a pretty cool thing. It's it's a it's a first year college basketball coach. What did he learn? And then we got a schlub. Got a good schlub for you, Scott. A good schlub of the week. I think you're gonna like this one.
1: I was pretty good. And then,
0: good, so. and then we got a heck of a weekend appetizer. So let's jump into it. So they say, Scott, that baseball is the most antiquated of sports. Do you agree?
1: I would agree if I knew what antiquated mean.
0: Man. Like old, like <laughs> antique, okay? You sure. know what I mean? I mean if you the, think about it.
1: As, and tradi- as traditions go. Yes, I would agree with that. Right. It's not the oldest by any means, but... No, but... Played by traditional, old-fashioned, you know, nitty-gritty blue-collar. Right,
0: but it's just, it's understood that, obviously, like I just said, baseball fans hate change, right? They hate it, okay? Hate it. Now, we got an interesting change, but before, I, before we talk about the change, Scott... Let's hear Commissioner Manfred a couple days ago. Uh, on this season, there's been a lot of discussion about potential rule changes. Uh, unfortunately, it now appears that there really won't be any meaningful change for the 2017 season uh, due to a lack of cooperation from the MLBPA. I... Now he says there won't be any major rule changes, and then today, no more throws on an intentional
1: walk how okay. interesting is is that major though is that really major cuz it's really not major but i know you're going to want my opinion so i'll just i'll just dive in right now well what if i don't want your opinion you're just assuming now scott yeah well that's the whole point of the show is you get me riled up that's not the opinion. whole point of the show. It's a podcast. Yeah. We're supposed to give our opinion. What, we're just going to stare at each bad. other? And this is the format every single episode.
0: Oh Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing up a topic and then asking you about it. I'm just, yeah, it's a podcast. We're not supposed you to just do that. It. Poke the bear. All right, Scott. Let me hear your dumb opinion on this.
1: Can't wait to hear yours. Um, shoot, now, now I lost my train of thought. All right, I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
0: Okay, no. well I'll start it.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead then.
0: Okay, so this rule it was inspired essentially by the idea of speeding up games, correct? I'm not okay, correct. Now, does this actually speed up the game is the question. And the answer is no. It'll speed it up a minute. Maybe no, but it won't. An intentional walk takes less than a minute and it doesn't happen every game. It probably happens once a series. Honestly, I have the number. I think it was 900 and some change. Eh, 900 and some change intentional walks last year. Okay, nothing nothing that's cra- crazy less
1: than one a game.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. It it doesn't happen every game. It happens maybe once a series. Okay? and then it's 30 seconds once every 3 games. So you're not essentially speeding it up. The only thing that it, it it takes away, I guess, is that magical moment where a pitcher forgets how to just lob it in there, right? And it goes to the backstop and everybody laughs and it's on the not top 10 or a hitter tries to get cute and then it's a base hit the opposite way, but it doesn't save any time. Here's what it does do, Scott. It, silenced, uh, still... it silences all of the baseball's too slow, let's do something about it. It's sort of throwing them a bone. No, it doesn't
1: it, silence them, it satisfies them.
0: There you go. That's a good word. That's a better word than the one I just used. I appreciate that, fellow host of this podcast. See, we're working together. All this right. Is, this is what it's like. Be respectful today. We, so yeah, it, it's it. It satisfies them or appeases them. It does whatever, so they're gonna shut up. Now, if it if it if they didn't do something like this, there would be a major role change that might actually anger some some baseball fans. Now, I consider myself a baseball guy. I don't consider this a huge detriment. It does take away like those few moments where, like I said, those rarity events that are just serendipitous and they happen hey, yeah we lose those but eh, what are we really losing you know,
1: i'm surprised it doesn't it doesn't bother you like as a as a baseball like traditionalist you're a very i feel like you have the super superstitions you wear the same socks you got to do things a certain way guilty I'm surprised it doesn't check, check. You but to me where this is headed this is the first action in a slippery slope and i know you like that cuz you're an english teacher and you probably teach it that way this is a slippery slope for baseball it's all, is they're the they're opening many rule changes they're opening pandora's box is that, that what you're they're opening pandora's box right? Not really opening and I, I maybe it's the first step in that you know it's this little rule change then this little rule change then this one and they're going to keep them coming over the next Five, six, seven, ten years until baseball is completely different than how we know it. I didn't even like the video uh, challenges. I didn't like that one. If they that, re- That's a huge one.
0: If they really are serious about, you know, and here's the thing. Baseball traditionalists and this new age thing of pace of play can really come to an agreement and do something about the challenge rule and the replay. Baseball traditionalists don't like replay and honestly neither do these ADD filled fans who can't focus when there is a replay going on that lasts more than three minutes. So that's something that needs to be taken into account.
1: I agree. I agree. It's just what I'm saying is slippery slope. We're gonna move. And really, how short can a baseball game be? The average baseball game is three hours. Yeah, you know, but that's relatively potential new. Walks is gonna make it two hours and fifty nine minutes. Oh, Maybe and only sometimes. It's gonna be a minute before, like a minute less, a minute less. It's it's gonna be minutes, not half an hour. Baseball's not meant to be played in two hours. That's but, just not what it's ha- what's gonna happen now.
0: Not, not the game now. Now the game is evolving though, Scott. So we talked about this with the NFL, like should the rules evolve around it? Because baseball games didn't always take three hours. I don't have the average pulled up in front of me. Maybe I, maybe that if I knew that this would have the discussion would have come to this, I would have prepared for that. But it, it wasn't always three hours. It was a it was almost like a college basketball game, right? It was a tight two to two and a half. Maybe twenty years ago, maybe when we were a little kids, even before that. Was pro- I why feel was like when, that though? why was that? I think a lot of things, just just a lot of things. I feel like again, just just the style of the game has changed. Again, without getting too nitty gritty, and we don't have to spend more than a, another minute or two on this. However, a a big belief. In baseball, now that's sort of come about is really going deep into counts. Right there. Going deep into counts. Hitters want to see five to seven pitches each at-bat because that's a successful at-bat. Whereas I feel like the mindset 20, 30 years ago was go up there, be aggressive, get the job done. Little stuff like and, they, and it adds up, right? Pitching changes. That, yeah. Pitching changes have has gone through the roof in the past two decades, Right there. Okay, right there. Now that is actual extending time. So the game is changing, and honestly, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't think you do because we're baseball guys, but that essentially makes things along so again, the rules are trying to adapt with the way the game changes.
1: Yeah. It's natural. And they're trying to adapt to the people like you and I are never gonna stop watching baseball. That's the thing. This crowd. But they're trying to try to appeal to the new age. The new generation Where everything is done In a matter of seconds Right, you know, They move on to the next thing That's why basketball is now so popular sure. That's why football is so popular Because things the, move There's always something happening And the, the, the
0: one complaint you know, I teach seventh graders and I get to hear all the time the debates between what's the what's the best sport. Yeah. And always the complaint about baseball is ah it just takes too long. It takes too long. And you know what? That that's their kids, everything takes too long to them. Yeah. But when you and I go to a baseball game and it's between pitches, we're talking about something. We're looking for something. Okay. Yeah. Where what pitch is coming? Where is the shortstop lining up here? Why just stuff like that that people don't necessarily understand enough to appreciate. So it's a sport where yeah, you, just average guys love watching baseball. It's baseball. But in order to understand I guess why it takes so long and maybe appreciate it, it doesn't hurt in understanding little parts of the game. And not everybody has that. However, nobody likes sitting through a 5-minute replay. Nobody. Uh, right? No. There definitely is a there definitely is a median, I think. I don't think the intentional log does anything except like you said Scott it just appeases the powers that be or satisfies you said satisfies satisfies slippery slope my friend slippery slope we'll see we'll see i don't think there's do you can you foresee any other I, rule change for the 2017 season
1: is not, anything not not specifically no not for this season but next season there's going to be a rule change the season after that there's gonna be a rule change. It's happening in basketball, it's happening in football. It's it's just bound to happen. I mean, the only thing that we can be sure of is that things are gonna change. We'll there's some sort of quote. I'm I'm misquoting somebody.
0: No, I got you. It's it's the only constant is change. Boom. Dude, see? look at us getting philosophical for episode 25. How about them, Apples?
1: Yeah, I can just say it in a different way.
0: Now, Who's going to be the first guy to be intentionally walked and how awkward is that moment going to be where it's just like okay put him on first and it's going to be how is it going to be opening day is it going to be the first week do we want to make a, a friendly wager What was that? Don't they do that in high school ball now? They do. Absolutely. They've done that for a while though in high school baseball.
1: I don't I don't remember doing that.
0: Yeah, they've they've done that for a while. They definitely okay. have done that for a while.
1: But still how is that? is that awkward? They just drop the bat and walk the first? No, because
0: I mean not any you know once you do something for a couple years, the weirdness of it slips away, but this is very new this is fresh. the wound is open
1: yeah, everybody' will be aware of it It'll be interesting
0: yeah um, anyway,
1: how, how long
0: does it take to happen real quick? how long does it take to opening day opening week let's put a little wager on this. What what do you what do you want? What oh, you on over under? I'll say I'll say we we see an a awkward intentional walk. I'll just say opening day.
1: All right, I'll take the over.
0: Anything else? All right, Scott, you gotta give me you gotta give me some decent odds though. Decent. You gotta give me like five to one or something. Got me. Got to meet me in the middle. So I'll give you two to one odds. 2 to 1. All right, fair enough. Okay, we're 16 minutes in. Let's let's <laughs> change. Let's just shift gears here. Really quickly, I just want to talk about the Matt Weeder's trade to Washington or not 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 a trade, I'm sorry. The Washington Nationals signing Matt Weeder's. Okay. Now, Ooh. so, you know, I'm a Nats fan, but but I'm an O's fan, right? They're my childhood team. So I have an I have an opinion about this, but you made me say my opinion first with the old intentional walk thing. You made me feel all bad for asking you a question, so I'm not even sure how to introduce this topic. I'll
1: lead off, I can lead off. You just jump right in. What? So so national sign Map, two year deal. Apparently they got them for under market value.
0: Yeah, you might have to say that again so because great. your your voice um, cut out there, Scott.
1: What sign Matt Weeder's two year deal under market value? There you I go. Get that All caught up. Yep. Perfect. Count everybody so I I like it. I I like that is going. It really shows the nationals are trying to get there. To me, it's not the answer though. Cause I was okay with Norris, actually. I was okay with just Norris. Sure. And Severino backing them up. Those are the
0: bonus. Those are big cleats to fill with Wilson Ramos being but no more. Weeters, I was actually shocked at his age. Do you know how old Weeters is? Yeah, well, he was drafted in two thousand seven, so is ten. So he uh, thirty two. He's thirty. Oh, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty. Oh, okay, thirty. I, I mean, thought, no, he no, I he, thought he was younger. Now he. I think he was drafted. He's drafted.
1: Fifth overall by the O's in two thousand seven. Right, he was such a high prospect, maybe, and he just like never like reached. I mean, he's a four time All Star.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. To me, he's never reached his like ceiling. Exa- he's been an average, slightly above average, if you want to say that player. But because of that whole big ordeal, particularly among O's fans with him coming in, he's almost seemed like mediocre right exactly so but why do you think this is good as a nationals fan why do you think it's good why for the nats it?
1: why wouldn't it be i mean after losing ramos it's not an upgrade from ramos but it's not it's not a complete downgrade it's not like we're starting now severino right every, which i thought we were going to do before they signed north they Readers now. I mean, they're making moves to show improvement and they're spending the money. Like you, it's you, it's important. That they're showing promise. For sure. For where it's going. For sure.
0: And and where people think this is going is now they have about they have five catchers. Okay. They don't way well, have four catchers. But only um, named three. Severino Lobetone. They A4 catchers. Weeders, oh, start- Norris, Severino and and uh, and Lobatone.
1: Oh, they start Loby.
0: Yeah, he's Gio's guy. But here's yeah. the thing. With a guy like Weeters, he's half a catcher. He's not going to catch a whole lot of games, okay? He only played 124 games last season with the Os, 75 before that, 26 before that. Okay? He had Tommy John surgery as a catcher. He's injury yeah. prone. All right. He's gonna catch maybe Scott, maybe three games a week. Okay. You could basically so. bank on an injury from and I'm an O'S fan. Okay. I'm a big O'S fan. I I know what it's like watching weeders. Okay. Loved him as a catcher. It was a great he worked with pitchers really well. That was probably what he was known for. Okay, wasn't a great bat. He's a lifetime two fifty six hitter. You know, his best year at the plate was in was his rookie year when he hit two eighty eight. Okay, that was his, I'm sorry, that wasn't his rookie year, it was 2009, okay, when he had 288, right? Now, it's, it's, I'm not sure if it really fills that void because you're getting, you're getting this guy who's going to catch for you maybe three times a week, okay, so you're going to need Norris. Now, what I think is interesting is that, like you said, the Nats are making these moves and People were saying that this signing Weeders might lead to getting a closer because all of a sudden now Derek Norris seems like he could be bait and go and go trade him
1: for, for a closer. Okay, that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. I don't see that happening, but and and right. it
0: shouldn't because they're gonna need another guy behind the plate, they will because Weeders isn't gonna do it all the time.
1: Lobatone and Severino, which were which were quality backups. Severino and Lobaton were were quality.
0: And Lobaton, I think, is always going to catch Gio. Gio's weird about having Lobaton right. in there, so you need that. So okay, so there's Weeder's day off. You know, every fifth day, all right? and then you're going to have to fill the gaps in there. Now, what I think is, I'm not sure Zimmerman. God love him. Okay, the I guess the first national really ever. Okay, their first draft pick. I'm not sure if he's going to do anything. And so that's going to open up first. Let Wheaters go play first because as of right now, I think Wheaters is an AL player. And and it, it was just it was just an odd it was an odd thing. However, I think now that they have this, they have a whole crew, a whole army of catchers. Don't trade Norris away for a closer unless Scott unless it is a proven closer. I think that is the only way you can justify that. As Rizzo is as as Mike Rizzo, if, if you you trade Norris, but it's got to be a quality, proven closer, not a group of guys, not prospects, someone who has proven himself. I'm not okay. sure who, I'm not sure who's out there, but that's the only thing that
1: I think would be worth it right now. I I can see that. I can I can agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, it, it's here and there. I mean, four catches is deep. Well, I time will
0: tell. Time will tell. We'll see, and also it's just it's an interesting story because it's the O's to the Nationals. Right. It's the you know I mean that's if I'm j- just me going off my memory here. Has that happened? Has that happened yet in the history of the Washington Nationals getting a player from the O's? I don't think it has.
1: I was think this is like the, ever on the O's? What was that? Was Lombardozzi ever on the O's? Steve. Lombardozzi oh Lombardozzi. yeah, he was.
0: No, but he was with the Nats. That went he went Nats to O's, didn't he? That's what I'm saying though. I okay, it so not... still counts. Still counts. And that's a Northern Virginia right name right there. Okay, good Steve. dude, Scott. Nice pull. Lombardozzi. That's you right. have his jersey, don't you?
1: No, I don't. I always wanted a Lambo jersey.
0: That would be a solid one. The name actually goes all the way around the number. Yep. Nice. Okay, so that's enough with the weeders. Let's move on. Let's really change gears to the NBA All-Star Game. And Scott, I'm assuming you watched?
1: I watched a little bit of it.
0: What's a little bit?
1: I was flipping. Channel flipping.
0: Okay, were you doing commercials or like... What was your what was your first string show at the time? No,
1: I think it was it was of, I think it was the commercials of cops. I was watching the NBA All-Star game.
0: Okay, so and then would you flip immediately back to cops when you think the commercial was o- when you thought the commercial was over or would you wait for a commercial in the basketball game?
1: No, I would wait for a commercial in the basketball game. Oh, so you just train like you just complain. I like I like to complain about the NBA All Star Game so much. I like to hear myself talk and like get all v- heated up. So that I'm commercial hit. And I'm like, this is stupid. And then you know, flip it.
0: Right. Do it's it. a very satisfying channel flip in the yeah. middle of a complaint. You're like, this isn't worthy of me.
1: Flip. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Okay. So what? So air some of your grievances, man. Dude, the NBA All Star Game is stupid. I mean, I know that's not like a revolutionary statement, and like I know I'm not the first guy to ever say that statement. But holy crap, it's stupid to the fans. It's stupid to the celebrities. It's stupid. To the NBA. They look bad. The players don't want to play. The play. So this is my thing. The players want the title of All Star. That means a lot to them. See if they get the title of All-Star and they're healthy, they have to play in this game. And they're like, ah, crap. You know? What does it even mean, though,
0: being an All-Star? Right? To an NBA player. When Carmelo Anthony filled in Kevin Love's spot, he wasn't worthy. He's having one of the worst seasons of his career. How come not give a guy like, a, a wizard like, Auto Porter, like I feel like earning that title NBA All Star, it's so much dictated by fans and the and the and the NBA players who voted people in didn't even take it seriously. Did you hear yeah. that story?
1: Yeah, that I the didn't. NBA
0: players pushed for the vote and they didn't even use it. So yeah. I agree that I guess some of them are excited by that title.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them don't, bad guys. You know, if you're a rookie or something, you know, that means a lot to be named an NBA All-Star. But and you better believe that Otto Porter was pissed that he didn't make the All-Star game. And he should be. I hope he comes out even more on fire than he was when
0: he went into the All-Star break leading the league in three-point percentage. Oh, but don't give that guy the don't give that guy the nod to be an All-Star.
1: Right. But if you don't think LeBron was moaning and groaning about having to go play in this stupid game, then you're then you don't know basketball. He's been an all star
0: every single year of his career, has he not?
1: No, no every yeah. Single year, thirteen or fourteen years.
0: That's I mean that's kind of remarkable.
1: More than that, maybe. Like
0: that's... he hadn't had two thousand five. Two thousand five was his rookie year.
1: Yeah. Right. Wow. Fifteen years. Sixteen years. Holy crap. Right. Anyway, dude, he doesn't care about the game. He's gonna get it for the rest of his career, no matter what stats he puts up. Two thousand three, two thousand four. Sorry, he has been
0: in the league for a long time. Yeah, man, he's yeah. He was. Do do you ever still see the the James jerseys with the Irish? His
1: high school jersey. You ever
0: see those? Anyway, I interrupted you. Go on. Oh, you're good. You're
1: good. He just doesn't care about playing. I mean. Dude, the game itself. Did you watch any of it? Do I? Do you know what I'm talking about here? I did. Well, I watched it.
0: I, I, I watched it, and after the first quarter, when it was, I guess the first, it was, what the heck was the score? The first quarter it was in the 50s. Was it the 50s? Yeah, it was 53 to 48. Yep. Obviously, final 192 to 182. What was the over under of that game, dude?
1: Who 300 how do even bet on something like that 350 something that's stupid right I mean, just have some like pride I know they don't get it hurt it's just it's a show well, do people really want to see that is that entertaining to some people
0: I think it is because it is the biggest out of all the all-star games. It is the biggest show. I don't think it's the. I think the the NHL All Star Games are more high scoring, comparatively speaking, pound for pound. When you see the NHL All Star Game is like nine to eight, okay. I think that's a little crazier than one ninety two to one eighty two. But the whole deal about not wanting to get hurt, it's like you are doing these crazy off the backboard flip dunks. It's like, he what if you get hurt there? I mean, we've talked about the whole not wanting to get hurt debate. You can go get hurt doing anything. I mean, doing anything.
1: It's if that's your title to these guys. It really is. It's just, oh, great, I'm an all-star again. But now I have to go play in this freaking stupid game. Hmm. I mean, they like the skills challenge. They like the slam dunk contest. The three-point challenge is good. But the all-star break is used now. Two guys like Otto Porter now is fresh. Is yeah. is three days fresher than a guy than a Kyrie Irving. That's know?
0: right. But but again, the same, you know, how dinged up do you get in an all star game? You're doing the crazy dunks, not really working hard on defense, obviously. So just here's a little here's a little quiz question for you. Combine combine three point shots. How many were there from both teams? Combined. 8
1: missed? No, Maybe.
0: just shots in general. How many three-point shots? 80. Three-point shots. Did you say 80? Yeah. Maybe I'm not... I don't understand the question. Th- yeah. Oh, no. It was way more than 80. Yeah. No, my math was wrong. 59 plus 63, whatever that is. What's 59 plus 63? 100 and I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to work it out here. I'm going to I'm going to work it out here with a pen and a paper. 59 120, 63. 122. There you go. 122.
1: Yeah. Is it 100, 122 oh. 3 point shots? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. a coach teacher. Joke to me, right? Joke to you, joke to me. But yeah. why did you watch it though? Why did you even turn it on?
1: Because I knew we were going to talk about it on this show.
0: That's the only reason why. Did we say one hundred and twenty two? Because it's one hundred twenty
1: two. That's what I said.
0: Oh, okay, my bad. I thought you said one hundred twenty three. So you, the only reason you watched it was because you knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah, and that's a committed. That's a committed podcast host right I'm there, the Scott. Come on. I should have just came in saying how awesome it was just to piss you off even more.
1: Oh, I would have been steaming. I should have I just I been have like, Scott,
0: how, don't you wish every basketball game was
1: close to 200 points a team? I would have beat my computer through my office window.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have been that bad. It would have been all right. All right. So, do you got any other thoughts on the NBA All-Star Game, Scott? Uh, I think I'm tapped out. You're tapped out? All right, Well right. Let's move on. I, I was hoping, Scott, dude. Right with right as I hit play, right there, did your stomach growl or something? Yeah, that was so bad. How did you? <laughs> I'm keeping it in the episode. That was that was horrible. All right, it's going in the episode. It's staying in there. How but did let's, I screw that? En- enough with this giggling because it's 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 bad podcasting. I was hoping. That you would be, <laughs> I'm sorry, that you would be, <laughs> it's sober, that you would be kind enough to just, to just real quick, take, I don't know, five minutes, a little more if you want. G- give us a little wrap up of the season. What did you learn? Your first season coaching college basketball. And I figure this could be a really special coach's omelet. You're going to break some eggs of wisdom, of no, co- so. coaching eggs of, of wisdom, and you're going to make a little omelet. Just specifically, it has to do with, with, with wrapping up a season, sort of a little self-reflect as a coach. And I have you some know, questions for you if, sure. if, if you sort of run out of stuff to talk about, but just go ahead no, with it.
1: I, I don't want to take five minutes. Um, it's funny why you, you're making fun of my stomach now. You know, if I was in season – I would have probably got really heated, but dude, now that I'm out of season, I'm in like a much better mood. Like everything's going great. You know, your intestines aren't working. You know, <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> working perfectly actually. Yeah, they sound well, like better it. than they ever did. But hey, you know, like my overall mood has just increased. We finished the season five and twenty. Um, obviously, not where you want to be. Um, not playing at the end of the year in the conference tournament. Um, it's tough. It's tough when you have a tough season like that. Um, just going through the season, thinking, you know, this is going to be not going playoff. Um, but you have to, you have to learn from it. You know, if you're not learning anything, and that's a typical coaching um, quote. You know, if you're not learning anything, the losses aren't meaning anything.
0: Sorry, uh-huh. Scott. Can you say that again? Your voice cut out. If you're the coach's quote,
1: what was it? If if your losses aren't if you're not learning from your losses, they're not meaning anything. You know, you're just going to lose again the same way. Um, my mics have been having trouble with this episode, huh? That's yeah, not it happens.
0: Home. Your mic and your stomach, they're just walking hand in hand this episode.
1: Good one. Keep on going. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, man. No, you're fine. Um I, it it hurts. It hurts to lose, and I think if it doesn't hurt to lose, then you're also doing something wrong. You know, you're just going to keep losing. Um, It's never it's never easy losing twenty games, but you also have to look at the future. You know, we have a young, solid team that most of the team is coming back next year. You know, most of our production is coming back, and now we get to the off season, which I wish to and. Pray to God we're not going to be done this early next year. But most of our production is coming back. And yeah. so now these guys have to make a decision if they want to work in the offseason. Now, it's really up to them. I can give a plan. I can give them workouts and everything like that. Um, but it's really up to them. And it's a personal choice. Um, really, the, the season was, was tough. I mean, it was the first year coaching um we have a young team that came off a pretty good season last year um dude like you think you know coaching's easy and you're just gonna win and you're never gonna have a tough year but it's not like that at all i mean you you grind through some seasons i mean and you know what? that's only gonna be better for me down the road when i know how this feels when i know how we're losing and you know as much as you want, got to know how to win. You got to know how to lose too, and that's that's a, that's an important part. You know, it's very humbling. It's very, and and you're watching other teams just beat the crap out of you every single night. So, all in all, I'm not gonna sit here and cry about it. Um, that's not what you need to do. You need to get over it and now figure out how to win next year. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Fire fire some questions there, Coach. Okay. So
0: just my mind, after the season, after any season ends for a coach, I feel like there is this sort of just compressing feeling. It's just like, uh, whether whether it's bad or whether it's good. But then immediately following, it is all sorts of ideas about here's what I'm going to do next season, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. Overwhelming. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, if your next season starts tomorrow, the first day of practice, let's just say it's the same squad, whatever you got, whatever new freshman incoming that you want. Okay, that really doesn't make a difference here for my question. My question is, What's the first thing you're working on in practice? Oh um just by tossing it around, I feel like I get all these ideas after one season ends. I feel like my one of my one of my like reoccurring thoughts is. Here's how I want to start the season next year. Here's the tone I want to set with the players, with the fellow
1: coaches. This is what I want to open with. With the first day, it's got to be tone. It's not detail. It's not offensive execution or anything. It's got to be. It's got to be your expectations, you, and you set those the first few days. I would love to come out harder um, on the guys, and you know, come out and set expectations high. You know, we're not going to say, "Hey, we, all we want to do next year is make the playoffs." No, we're going to go win a championship next year, and that's the ultimate goal. If that's not your goal, I don't know what you're playing for. Right. You shouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, but really, that, that's a tough question. That's a tough question because, oh, my God. If the season started tomorrow, Dude, I just would. just come on this thought. honest thought, what's like the first drill that you're doing? I've told the story
0: about the Kansas City Royals after they lost the World Series to the Giants. And that and that next year, the year that would eventually be when when KC won, they got to spring training and they're just sitting in there and there's a cool story where they just say, Hey, let's go work on rundowns. Just like a weird random small ball thing. Yeah. Big league guys working on rundowns. Like I'm curious, like what's you're practicing tomorrow. It's the two thousand and seventeen to two thousand eighteen season. What are you guys doing?
1: We're gonna we're gonna just go play. We're gonna go play. We're gonna we're going to get out and run a little bit. And I'm going to do, we're going to coach as a staff uh, based off that. You know, I, I know that's a tough answer, but really, that's what I want to do is just let, let, let them go a little bit, let, okay. let them loose. And so then we'll, we'll set the standard as, as we go. We're going to set the standard expectations tough at the beginning, let them run a little bit, and then, you know, work our own stuff in there. Okay. They offer strengths and weaknesses. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know for that's sure. tough because that's a great answer. You know, we got to work on ball screen defense, or we got to work on our outside game, or it, there, there's a bunch of little different things we could do. And I know we're, you're looking for that, but really, I'm letting the guys go out and play. We're gonna see what we got next year.
0: Interesting. No, not just it's a it's a quality answer. Fewer drills. Yeah. Just loose. Just just be loose. Have some feel for the game. Don't be, don't be a robot when you're playing. And I feel like that's what sort of that could teach. Go out and play. Sure. Don't, don't, don't be robotic about the game. That's for all sports, right? Well, you're, mean, and right. And
1: your season's starting up, too.
0: That's right. It's awesome. So excited, dude. 74 degrees today. It's like yeah. spring training in Northern Virginia. I, I love it. Warming. I love it. I love it. Okay, next question. As I mean this is this is for coaches, for players, for for anybody, for fans. Let me ask you something Scott.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you hate losing more than you love winning or do you that's love a, winning more than you hate losing?
1: That's a very common question. If you believe it or not, that's a very common question. And I feel like most people are on the same page. I hate I hate losing more than I like winning. I I just hate I just hate this feeling, man. I hate this feeling. And you can win in a way that doesn't feel good. Does that make sense? You can win you could beat a bad team and not feel good about it.
0: We've said multiple times that an ugly win is better than a pretty loss.
1: Of course. Of course, and that's what I'm trying to get at. So it doesn't matter who you lose to, whether you lose to the best team in the country or you lose to someone that you should beat, you should feel the same way. Mm -hmm. But if you win and you beat a crappy team by a bucket or two or run or two, you beat that crappy team, you're going back and you're like, holy crap, we just stole that thing. I don't feel good about that one at all. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always stuff when you win that you can go back and say, "Oh, we need to change this, we need to change this." Losing is just devastating. There's mm-hmm. nothing good. Yeah. You get learn from it and go. And
0: the worst part about it, just in a tough season and I mean, in a coaching career or playing career, you're just going to have tough seasons. You just will. Yeah. But it's really upsetting when coaches care more about it than players. I've always thought that was like the line to be drawn. If you're a coach and you care more about it than the players do, there's some sort of you got to shake something up there because that yep. can't happen. Yeah, I mean, happen. I mean, it really can't. But I think that idea just installs competition in in guys' minds. It's not, it's not, you know, go be a nice guy. Ha ha, we're playing. It's I want to. I don't want to win. I want to kick your ass. Like in everything, in everything, and it's hard. I mean, that's a thing that I don't think we could come up with a coach's omelet for. Very hard to coach no. competition and sort of that drive.
1: And Other that's what than the coaches do. I mean that that's why there are coaches. Guys that have figured that out. The Bill Belichick, the Nick Saban, the Coach K. You no, know, those guys have figured it out, and they don't know everything. But they sure know a heck of a lot more than we uh, than I do. If I knew the answer to that question, I wouldn't be where I am right now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's it's hard.
0: It's hard teaching that. It's hard teaching competition. You show it as much as you can, but you know you can't put on freaking shorts and then go ball it up with them. But you know you learn something. So big picture, I'm not into moral victories. Never have been. But you learn something. There you go. That's a season right there, and then you get back after it next year. You have a good offseason, you, you Get back after next year.
1: That's all you. That's all I can do. I can't sit here and cry and wallow about last season. It's over. It that, happened. It's over. Past is the past.
0: Reminds Where am I me of go a,
1: next year. Where what's gonna happen?
0: Rem, reminds sort of changing subjects. I hope you don't mind. No, not, Reminds me of an article I read about Bryce Harper this year. Apparently, he says he knows exactly what went wrong. Last year.
1: Oh, that's... Wow. And he knows
0: exactly what went wrong. He had the but had not unbel- going to say it, right? But he goes, there's no need to talk about it because the past is the past.
1: And I'm concerned he about likes, the future. He likes the spotlight. So
0: it is a bit of a, hey, look at me. But it's also, do you want to call it mature? Where it's like, yeah, past is the past. No need to worry about it now. He's that's, not
1: acting like a 12-year-old. He's acting like a 16-year-old now. Okay. Hey. Progress is progress. I'll take I, it. No, that's a – this is, here, here's an analogy. I've got a secret, but I'm not going to tell you. Dude, nailed it. That is, that's pretty good.
0: That right? is good. So that's a teenager. That's what he's saying. It is a teenager. He's graduated. However, if you want to really interpret it like I guess proper radio guys do who have to talk for three hours a day, we talk for one hour a week – It's maybe there's some maturity in there looking to the future and not looking to the past. If you want to sort of find the silver lining in it, but you know, I'm a sucker for an analogy, Scott, and that's solid. That is solid. Okay. Good coaches. out, my buddy. I hope, I hope the listeners learned a little bit, something about, uh, about Scott's world, (laughs) but, but let's move on. I guess a bit selfishly, Scott, I wanted to move on to what I did over the weekend. Well, talk about yourself, man. It's all you. Here we go. All right. All right, podcast listeners. You know, this There's is... There's no for Scott anymore in PST. This is... It was it was Scott's turn to, to sort of, you know, dear diary. This is my dear diary thing. We're just going to bounce it off each other. We're just, we're just a couple of guys talking. The mics aren't even here, Scott. So I'm going to tell you about what I... I'm going to tell you about what I did this weekend. Go ahead. So I went to San Francisco. Elena and I took a trip to San Francisco to visit an old friend of hers, and it was awesome. All right? I'm just going to summarize it there. It was awesome. I've never been to that part of the country. It was fascinating to A me.
1: weekend trip to San Francisco was pretty questionable. It's a long weekend. It was President's Day.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there you go. We, uh, and, and, and it was great. And it was great. People don't go to
1: San Francisco on President's Day, they go to a picnic on President's Day. But hey,
0: you know what? We, that's awesome. we dude, we, I'm not taught... trying to discredit you. Uh, you know what? It was, it, that's going to be our happy President's Day is the San Francisco. But because this is a sports podcast, it's not, I mean, we're not going to get super boring. I sort of want to tie it into that. And what I'm going to say is everywhere I went, man. Everywhere I went, whatever bars, okay, just just walking outside, everybody rocking the gear, San Francisco Giants, everywhere. And I mean everywhere. And I couldn't help but thinking, you know, D.C. doesn't have this feel, okay? And sort of, you know, I got to the point thinking, I think a lot of these people just want to have something that, These people, like, that didn't mean, I didn't mean to be mean. All these, all the citizens there, all the the people of San Francisco, they just want something that says San Francisco on it. And it happens to be big orange letters. Now it stuck out to me because they're proud of that. They're proud of San Francisco, the sports team. That's awesome. And I thought about D.C. And you really just don't see just national stuff everywhere. You, You don't. I mean, it is, it is more of a Redskins town. But you really, I mean DC, I mean of course you see redskin stuff everywhere, but when you think about DC, it is a transplant town. Right? There's so no. many people from all over the place. But hey, San Francisco, guess what? It's very similar. Okay? Yeah, there are people from San Francisco just like there are people from Washington DC, but there are I I mean I don't have the facts, but I would say close to the majority are from somewhere else it's a lot of tech jobs it's a lot of it's a lot of small companies so why is it why does the 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 san francisco mindset the the sports mindset draw in these people from different places and it's not everybody like who we stayed with alex and maggie giving them a shout out. awesome alex is a is a skins fan he's going to stay a skins fan right um, grew up obviously an O's fan, follows the Nats, and he's staying that way. He's a sports fan, but a lot. No, it's it's like I'm going to move,
1: or is this 49ers too?
0: No, it was. You know what? My whole time there, I saw two. My whole time, you know, three days, two 49ers hats. But dude, giant stuff everywhere, signs and in bars and the jackets and the hats and the. Could it
1: be because they were they've been successful in the
0: past ten years? Dude, the Nats have been successful you know, in the past, in the past five years, they haven't, they haven't won now. Now that granted, they haven't won, you know, three world series. And I'm sure that's part of it, but how come people who go to San Francisco and move there to live, adapt to the team. Whereas people who come to Washington DC, they're not adapting to the damn teams. I'm feeling like
1: nationals win three world series. Then it changes. I Guaranteed. suppose and
0: that's probably a good point but there was something just from a sport mindset cuz this is a sports yeah. podcast there was about. This first thing I noticed was like I know the San Francisco I was expecting to see like a couple of freaking mad bum jerseys but man everywhere like people who you know are baseball stupid people stupid orange color too I get well that, and that's what I said they just like something with San Francisco on it but you know, hey, it's rocking the gear. It's being a fan. It's just weird because DC is a transplant town. A lot of different fans from everywhere. But you know what? San Francisco isn't that far off. But it's different because they're adapting to the team. I just thought it was fascinating. Interesting. Interesting. I thought it was really fascinating. And Good trip and overall. Th- Glad you're back. Thanks, man. I appreciate. It It was an awesome trip. I mean, it was. I'm not going to go in all the details. How much? How many pictures did you get on that flip phone of yours? Zero. I actually brought a camera. I brought it's a camera. Like
1: a little like you got to go get them. You gotta dis- get them.
0: didn't bring a disposable camera, Scott could have brought a camera and I forgot it at the apartment. The first day had to use Elena's phone. Felt kind of bad for that, but you know, I made the effort bringing the camera.
1: You don't have to go to CVS and uh, develop the film now, do you? Oh,
0: I'm going to develop them because I'm very much into having a picture that you can hold with your fingers and not scroll through on Facebook, <laughs> okay? There's something special about it. I'm going to have a little box that says San Francisco on it, and all those pictures are going to be in there. You're crazy. Dude, it I'm sucks. planning on it. Okay, but that's but that's enough dear diary from Scott and Sean Let's go. You know what? I'm just going to roll into it, Scott. Let's yeah, it's go busy. to schlub of the week. I got a good schlub for you. It's spring training, right? Okay. So we're going to have to do a spring training schlub. Pitchers and catchers reported last week. Okay? Okay. Now, most pitchers and catchers reported, obviously, people who are hurt, um... Our Scherzer, our Max Scherzer, he's having that stress fracture in his knuckles. So he's not, Amy's down there, but he's not doing work. Someone who couldn't even report, Brian Flynn, Kansas City Royals. He's on the 60-day DL. He's a relief pitcher. All right? He's hurt. Okay, he's hurt. And nothing weird about that. However, the story behind it, that's where we get our schlub from, Scott. He broke a rib. Three minor vertebrae fractures while falling through the roof of his barn. So he is on the 60-day DL for an off-the-field injury. How much did you have, as a coach, did you have any players getting hurt because of off-the-field shenanigans?
1: Not this year, but I've heard it been done in the past. That's
0: got to be so aggravating right 60 oh, days yeah. i mean 60 days you know he was one and two last year he he appeared in 36 games i mean you know but it's I, I guess you feel bad for the poor guy you know maybe he was working hard on the on the barn and he had to do some some work or something on the roof and it was a complete like innocent accident but it was funny to read in the newspaper because it just left it at that it listed the injury you know the the rib the minor vertebrae fractures while falling through a barn the roof of a barn and then it just went on to the next it's just paragraph like it's just there's like Yeah, there was like no elaboration. It was just as if it was a completely, totally normal thing. Anyway, your barn before? I, I never have you. I never have once or twice. Well, there you go. So Brian Flynn, schlub of the week. Let's move right along to the weekend appetizer, Scott. It's the perennial favorite. We're just giving everybody a little preview, a little appetizer. Some potato skins, a little dip, a little chip and dip about what's going
1: on in the sports world or in our world. I think you got an exciting one this well, weekend. See, it, ends, it always ends up for me, it always ends up happening in my world because I'm always like, oh, we're on the road this weekend or we got this going on this weekend.
0: Yeah. It usually
1: ends up kind of a more personal thing for me. Okay. Well, dear diary again. This is Scott here. This isn't changing anything. Uh, this week is, uh, is pretty exciting. Heading down to the great state, my home state, actually. We really? Know my home state of Louisiana. I had no idea you were born in Louisiana. Yes, sir. Birth Dude. certificate. No kidding. Okay. My home state of Louisiana. I haven't been back. It's been my first time going back. Ah, they going kicked down- you out, as they should have. Yeah. Going back and uh, going to celebrate Mardi Gras. And do the whole deal down there the next the next few days. So that's what's happening this weekend for in, in Scott's world. Um, nice. Can't say I'll be I'll be watching too much sports. Well probably so eating a lot of appetizers, a lot of fried stuff. I love it. Some gator bites? Yep, exactly. There you go.
0: There you go. And I'm gonna it's remind a- you, Scott, right after Fat Tuesday, we have the beginning of Lent. You want to go to yep. church or something? That's the whole
1: point. That's the whole point of there it. There
0: you go. I know that that's the whole point. I know that's what you're saying. So what are you looking... I mean, this might be a ridiculous question. Do you have something... Do you have a particular place? A particular nighttime no. place? A daytime place? A seafood place? Do you I have, have a no particular... expectations.
1: No zero. expectations. You have zero expectations for going to Mardi go Gras? Leak. I'm just going to go wing it. Okay. No plans. So wherever wherever it takes me, it takes me. And Yeah. Just gonna just gonna have some fun with a few buddies. All right, not a bad plan. What's going on with you? What what are you watching?
0: Well, I'll stick to the sports theme of this sports podcast, I suppose. Okay. Spring training games, they start tomorrow, man. Are you going to be God, watching them? Absolutely. Ab- they huh. mean nothing. They mean absolutely it's nothing.
1: There's a bunch of MLB teams playing college teams by the way. He won't tell you that. Absolutely. And you know what? I will be. No,
0: that's not all of them. There are some. Cool. There, I think the O's play the Tigers. Like, there, I mean, there is some things. You know, there, there are some things. And I'm gonna be watching. It's not gonna be on TV or maybe a little bit, but 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 not a whole lot. And I'll be watching Mason play GW. That's always a good game. We always loved watching. We always loved going to those games just because yep. we're so close. Like it was a cool rivalry. And GW is struggling this year, and Mason—they've lost two games in a row with uh, Rhode Island and Dayton. Date. And this is the this is the first time they've lost two games in a row since the very beginning of the season. Okay, it's only happened twice in the season. They're on a hot streak. I don't love where we are right in the middle of the eighth. I don't love that. Okay, but I think. If we can do some damage here with GW, Duquesne, and VCU, we win out. Dude, we're we're not looking shabby for the A-10 tournament. So, I'm going to be watching that. Obviously, spring training. And, Scott, college baseball. I want to give you a little nugget, something to look out for. There's a freshman for USC, South Carolina, the Gamecocks. Yeah? He's a uh, He throws right. He throws right. Um, he throws righty, but only when oh, he's playing infield. This, he moves to the outfield. He throws lefty, man. How awesome is that? So I'm gonna be checking my college baseball scores and just and 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 stuff like that. Just a little random nuggets. I wanted to. <laughs> I, his name is Carlos Cortez. So if you want to look dude out for week. him, you I, that is a dude of the week. You watch out for him. I'm gonna be talking about him more. Okay, so. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw the name out there, and then we will revisit his. I think he's got two hits on the season. Freshman, he's not starting, but I'm gonna be keeping up with college baseball. I'm gonna be reporting it. So that's what I'll be doing this weekend while you're uh, enjoying, we'll say, Thank at you. Mardi Gras. So Scott, as always, we just gotta end up real quick. We just gotta finish it up. If you can't get
1: enough PST, where can these listeners go? Well, we have hired a new social media director, shout out to Murph, who has is, who is signed on in an exclusive contract with PST. Oh my gosh, exclusive? We got the franchise tag on him? We've, we've got the rights to Murph. Oh my he's goodness. becoming a partner and he's going to be running our social media account because I have not responded to all the fan mail we've gotten. Right. haven't? What
0: was the last time you tweeted? Three months ago? Must have been years. Must be years.
1: <laughs> That's cool. But at Perp Sports Talk on Twitter. There we go. Perpetual sports on Perpetual sports talk on Podbean. There's no excuse we're on the waves. Everybody and their grandmother can find us. So That's right. Just or give just, Sean a call on yeah. his old fashioned antenna phone. My flip phone. If or you better can't
0: find us. Or better yet. Have a conversation with someone in real life, and maybe just mention the podcast. How about that? How about that? P- Pigeon mail works, too. There you go. Conversations, people. That's the name of the game here. Scott and I have conversations. We want you to have conversations as well. It's been a fun episode, Scott. I'm yeah, excited. Man, always. I'm excited to get a report about Mardi Gras. I know the listeners are. It'll be good. It'll be good next week as well. All yes. right, everybody. Yes, sir. All right. So that was episode 25, Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean.
1: And I'm Scott.